0: One, two, three,
1: four.
0: Monster Movie. Funtime go! Monster
1: Movie! Funtime go!
0: Monster Movie! Funtime
1: Go! Monster
0: Movie! Funtime go.
1: Fun go with precious D and honey bee. Funtime go!
0: Hello everyone, welcome once again to Monster Movie Funtime Go. I am your host, Precious D.
1: And I am your host, Honey Bee. Welcome back, everyone.
0: Honey Bee, today we are discussing the 1961 film Gorgo.
1: Ooh la la.
0: Gorgo from 1961, in color, 78 minutes. The director is Eugene Lurie, or Lurey. not sure how it's pronounced, but we've discussed two of his previous films, The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. And The Giant Behemoth. Ooh. This is the last one of his films that we will be discussing. Oh, really? Yes. He doesn't have any more giant monster movies after this.
1: But he did do more movies.
0: He has other movies, but not any giant monster movies. I see. He worked on the television show Kung Fu, the David Carradine show Kung Fu. Hmm. Uh, Bill Travers plays Captain Joe Ryan, William Sylvester is First Officer Sam Slade, and Vincent Winter plays Sean, He, the, the young Irish boy, Irish Panchito. <laughs> he had a brief childhood film career, but then he went on to become a production manager and start working on the other side of the camera in films and continued to do that, uh, and I think he's still continue I'm not sure if he retired or died I don't remember I'm not sure I care the budget <laughs> was six hundred fifty thousand I don't know what the box office was the featured monsters are gorgo and spoilers gorgo's mom no which reminded me of Beowulf
1: oh, I love Beowulf
0: um have you read Beowulf or you've seen the movie
1: I haven't read it I've only seen it
0: i've never actually read beowulf but i was familiar with the story before the movie came out
1: i was i was pretty young when the movie came out
0: oh okay it's the first written story in english but it's written in old english so you can't just pick it up and read it you got to read a translation yeah for those of you who don't know in beowulf a monster grendel is attacking the village and beowulf defeats the monster and then it turns out there is a bigger monster grendel's (laughs) mother who in the movie is a sexy lady but in the original story is just a a bigger monster
1: oh well
0: uh this monster is 65 feet and then the mother is 200 feet the death count is 25 and i give it a racism factor of one because uh, non-white people don't exist And Mm -hmm. are there any women? There are no women in this movie who have any lines. There are some women in the crowd scenes. There are no female characters whatsoever.
1: Apparently, in order to audition for this movie, you had to have a butt chin. Because every (laughs) character in the whole movie has a butt chin.
0: (laughs) I did not notice the abundance of cleft chins.
1: Well, I have a butt chin, so it's like, you know, one of us.
0: I've got a bit of one too, but it's usually covered by my beard.
1: Yeah. My beard isn't thick enough to cover my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: We open on the ocean and there's some acknowledgements from the producers for the locations they shot in, I think. And Uh then it says Gorgo real big and credits and seagulls and Tom Howard did the special effects.
1: And seagulls.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's some men on a boat and there's some kind of storm coming and the water is churning and it just looks bad. And we meet (laughs) Sam and Joe who work, have some kind of salvage company that -hmm. they do. They're, they're diving looking for shit under the water. Joe is currently diving in some kind of shipwreck. And he comes up, and then the churning water turns out to be a volcano that is forming right now in front of them.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And uh, what? I wrote a couple of denims. Mm. Oh, oh. (laughs) These guys are a couple of Carl denims.
1: Oh.
0: (laughs) Is what I was trying to write. A couple of denims. Yeah. Yeah. Carl, they, uh, particularly Joe is very much, uh, Carl Denham from King Kong.
1: Oh my gosh. That's what
0: the, in that he's the same sort of asshole that Denham is the totally. toy ship gets tossed around and then later there's some kind of problem with the propeller mm-hmm. and the divers down there, checking the damage from the volcano storm. And Sam and Joe discuss the damage, and then they go ashore for supplies, because they're running low on, like, fresh water and other stuff.
1: Yeah, they've been without fresh water for, like, four days.
0: Yeah, or maybe they only have four days left. Oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yes. they. If they'd been without it for four days, they'd be in a lot more trouble. I think they yeah, only well, have four so days Yeah, well, that's what I was left.
1: thinking, too. When he said that, I was like, wow, they're doing pretty well yeah. being without water for four days.
0: They need to replenish... Because they've only really got four days of water left. Okay,
1: that makes way more sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and as they're rowing into shore, <laughs> a lot of these really weird-looking dead fish are floating on the surface.
1: Yeah, like some of them have legs. They're like super strange-looking. Yeah,
0: what it is is happening is that this volcano has pushed up a bunch of prehistoric creatures that were down right. buried below the ocean. Totally. Or 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 possibly. Still alive in some sort of underground cavern,, mm-hmm. and the volcano has broken that cavern open,
1: yeah, and
0: killed these fish while that's happening, so they they float up to the surface, right. Joe is irish british mark? he has an Irish last name, but he's got sort of an English accent, but mm-hmm. sam is is clearly an American, yeah, and they've never never seen anything like these fish, and the fishing village was hit hard. It looks, when they get to shore, it looks like the fishing village was hit hard by the volcano. There was, there was probably, yeah, there was probably a lot of waves kicked up when this volcano rose up Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and that would, that would have trashed the village pretty badly. And they're speaking Gaelic and they want to talk to the harbor master. And then there's some kid who, as I said, is Irish Panchito Sean. (laughs) They ask him to talk to the harbor master who is a city man an archaeologist and we find out that Sean has no father and it seems like maybe the Harbor master's taking care of him.
1: Yeah. He, he kind of works for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, it, it's not clear where Sean lives and who his legal guardian is, but it just seems like maybe the village is just taking care of him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he's obviously hangs out with the Harbor master enough to know where his artifacts are. And he's showing him some shields and some swords and they see a what looks like the prow of a Viking ship. It's you know a dragon shaped ship's yeah. prow. And Sean tells them that is Ogra, the sea spirit. And the the harbor master comes in. His name is McCartan. And we find out Joe's name is Joe Ryan. And Sam Slade are their names. Uh, McCartan tells them they got to get that ship out of the harbor like uh, in twenty four hours. They can't be there more than twenty four hours without a permit. And they're like, hey, can't we get some fresh water? And we need three or four days to do repairs and to make it seaworthy again. We can't just take off. And then on their way back, they meet some rowboat. Okay, so they they leave.
1: Yeah, he does say that he'll give them the fresh water.
0: Yes. So they go back to the ship and they see some rowboats out there, but the locals don't want to talk. And uh, they manage to get some information out of them that two divers are missing. Right. And then one of them surfaces with some gold coins in his hand and then promptly dies. And this of is the fright.
1: second time. This is the second time this has happened in the in a movie that we've watched where someone's like, "I think he died of fright! but then you look yeah. at the guy and he's like just peacefully dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look particularly frightened. Yeah. But the other diver is just lost. Yeah. This is another movie where the monster's got two names. Mm. Ogra And later, Gorgo. Gorgo, yeah. I want to mention before I forget that Gorgo had a comic book.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah. And apparently, it's like didn't you say it was like kind of hard to find, like kind of hard to get a hold
0: of? Yes, Charlton Comics, which is no longer in business, made well. Uh, you would know some of their characters because, as they were in the on their last legs trying to stay alive as a company. Mm-hmm. DC Comics bought a bunch of their superhero characters from them. Oh. Like who? Like Peacemaker and Judo Master.
1: I don't know who those characters
0: Well, Peacemaker has his own TV show now.
1: Oh. Nice.
0: John Cena is playing him.
1: Oh, <laughs> what?
0: Peacemaker was in the second Suicide Squad movie, and then they spun him off onto his own show, which is quite popular right now and the character judo master appears in it other characters were blue beetle and the question and i might be forgetting some but the comic book the watchman alan moore had an idea for these characters for a story and dc said well we actually have plans for those characters but that's a good story so go ahead and make up some new characters and and we'll publish that story. So that was that was the Watchman. So oh. Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle became the Night Owl. Peacemaker became the comedian. The question became Rorschach. And then oh. he was free to just do whatever he wanted to with those characters. But they all had parallels to the Charlton, Charlton characters. Anyway, Charlton used to publish a number of monster comic books. So there was a Gorgo comic book that lasted for 23 issues. The series was renamed Fantastic Giants with with issue 24, which turned out to be the last issue of the series. This is all from Wikipedia. So I was like, oh, I'd kind of like to read that. And I went looking for it. I found a few issues on eBay going for like $9 each. There was some collected books that just had the issues a particular artist Steve Ditko had done. And when I went on mile high comics to see if they had it, the price they had listed for the first issue was several hundred dollars varying depending on the quality of the, particular copy but they didn't actually have any in stock Hmm. but then I found a website that had the comic on it scanned because I guess it's in the public domain this website claims that it's a legal website and everything that is on there is on there legally so I'll if anyone cares to read it I will post a link in the show notes to that website the same company also put out a conga comic book which will be the movie we cover in our next episode
1: hell yeah uh
0: meanwhile back at the movie
1: (laughs) (laughs) let's see where are we he just died of fright
0: yes yes and then sam and joe uh, and the other diver is just lost sam and joe go diving for gold Mm -hmm. but sam is reluctant i don't remember why and then at 13 minutes and 52 seconds gorgo is spotted and they surface what did you see sam
1: He looks like a huge, giant poop. (laughs) (laughs) He just looks like a huge turd.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sam is not sure what he saw, but he doesn't want to see it again. (laughs) Uh, At night, they're bringing water on board of the, uh, you know, barrels of fresh water on board the ship. And Sam says McCartan wants to see them. And Sean tells, I'm I'm sorry, Sean says McCartan wants to see them. And Sean tells them that the permit is a heathen lie. They don't need a permit to be there. The boats are out. They think a shark got the diver. And they have a quick confrontation with McCartan. And then a guy in the rowboat is about to harpoon something. Is this where they take McCartan's gold or is that later?
1: I think it's later. Yeah. I didn't understand why these two hate each other. Why are you
0: fighting? McCartan, because McCartan has been illegally salvaging treasure Oh that okay. probably he, he should probably be uh, reporting this treasure to the government. He's either doing it because he shouldn't have it because it's an archeological find or because he doesn't want to pay taxes on it. Uh, okay. So he's got some, so some of the treasure that's just archeological stuff like, um, swords and shields and things he's open about but the gold that he's finding he's hiding and he doesn't want anybody else diving out there because he doesn't want them finding his gold that he's gonna you know he's working on and i think he's got all the divers in the village working for him bringing up gold from this shipwreck so he just doesn't want the competition so he lies to them, but he's a government official. He's the harbor master. Yeah. So he lies to them about being a, needing a permit to be there, so that they'll go away. Okay. And then one of the guys in the rowboat is about to harpoon something, and then at sixteen minutes and twenty-nine seconds, Gorgo surfaces and smashes the boat. And I think is this the first non-Japanese movie that's used. Uh, a suit uh, suit It is I
1: think, I think it's a yeah,
0: yeah, I think it's the certainly the first one we've seen right. so we've we've had a lot of different techniques in these movies. We've had stop motion. we've had puppets. we've had actual animals that are just made to look like they're bigger than they are. and then we've had men in suits, which to this point has been mostly a Japanese thing. But here we are, see it in this sort of British-American co-production. Uh, it's an international co-production of the United Kingdom, the United States, and Ireland. So I just found that interesting that, that this is the first time we're seeing this outside but of Japan. We, and we finally
1: got the program?
0: I've, huh?
1: I said that we finally got with the program. Yeah.
0: Mm. But I feel like this suit is not as good as the Japanese suits we've seen.
1: It's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so not like i think the worst part about this costume well i don't know it's really freaking hard to say but his <laughs> eyes like the glowing was cool but the fact that his eyes never move you know
0: yeah Okay. it
1: just it was really bad because then you could just tell how fake it like yes the, it, oh man the animation really wasn't great
0: his eyes glow red but i just i found the feet to be really bad
1: <laughs> they are They are so bad. And his tiny little pointy teeth. Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) Uh, And Gorgo has these, this is the part I like, he has these fun sort of ear fins on the side of his head.
1: I did love that. I loved the ear fin. I
0: just, I like that look.
1: Yeah, same. But McCartan,
0: McCartan gets his gun and the fishermen are throwing harpoons and everybody runs and there's some bang, bang, which, of course, does no good. And Sean yells out, no, Sean, it turns out. Is the high priest of the Church of Ogra? <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody actually says this, but it does kind of seem like Sean worships Ogra, yeah, Ogra is his God, mm-hmm. and he is the only one that has the proper uh, respect and reverence for Ogra, yeah,, uh, but no one listens to him,
1: yeah. I'm always like a little bit concerned when we see our monster, and we know so much about it this early in the movie because I'm like, Oh no! Like, what is the rest of the movie gonna be like if I already <laughs> have seen everything uh-huh. and know everything? So at uh-huh. this point of the movie, I was kind of uh, nervous to have okay. already seen the monster, and we're already we're it's we're so early in the movie, and all of this okay. stuff is happening. So I was a little nervous that this movie was gonna stop at this point because I'm <laughs> like, what else could possibly be happening?
0: Uh, well, little did you know. <laughs> yeah. But to me, I, I found this, I mean, I, I think I was largely imposing this on the film. I found that it had a, a Lovecraftian element to it in that the, these people living by the sea and one of the people in the village is kind of worshiping this thing that lives out there in the ocean that nobody <laughs> else seems to know about or believe in anymore. A thing that used to be believed in that is not anymore, but he knows the truth. Right. I found it all very, very Lovecraftian. I did think there was a pretty good, I don't know if it was a blue screen or a rear projection or what the effect was exactly, but we see small people in the foreground mm-hmm. uh, and the monster in the background, and I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah. The monster itself didn't look good. It's just the peop- they kind of looked like they were in the same place instead of people just standing in front of a screen or whatever it is they did.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, I'd agree.
0: Then there's, like, these bonfires on the beach, so Sam and Joe grab logs out of the fire and start throwing them at uh, Gorgo, and everybody else jumps in, uh, joins in, and Gorgo retreats, but Sean is very upset at mm-hmm. this situation, and how they've treated Gorgo, or Ogra at this point. In the morning, everyone is mad at McCartan. The men want to leave, and they want to leave on Sam and Joe's ship. As soon as McCartan pays them. So here's where we find out that he's been paying them to dive for him. And McCartan doesn't want them to go.
1: Yeah, because there's more coins.
0: Yeah, Joe's got some of the coins. Joe offers to get rid of the monster. And we find out here that the harbor master has these gold artifacts locked in a safe. And they just take some of them as their payment. <laughs> and the so, you know, oh, you're lucky I don't take all of it. He kind of blackmails him here. Because yeah. he knows you, you you shouldn't have this and you're lucky I don't just take it all. And then Sean warns them not to capture Ogra. It's a bad thing you're it's a bad thing you're doing, Mr. Ryan. <laughs> and he says to call him Joe. Sam wants to take it alive, it'll be worth more alive. So at this moment Sam is the Dunham, but then he later regrets it.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: Joe gets into a bathysphere. I think this is the second time we've seen a bathysphere.
1: When was the first time?
0: It was way back in... Was it Beast?
1: Uh,
0: The old scientist with the the hot young assistant? I don't remember. I think it was Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. And if so, then that's just another thing this director likes. (laughs) Yes, that was the one. The old guy... uh, Lee Hunter was the not-quite-a-doctor scientist lady. And... Uh, Dr. Elson was the older guy. Mm-hmm. Professor Tom was the young guy. He went down into a bathysphere and did not come back up. The beast got
1: Oh, him.
0: He died, but he died for science. <laughs> there was a thing about him, uh, but he'd be happy. He, he went out doing what he loved doing yeah. science.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: <laughs> Joe goes down in the bathysphere and he goes down to 10 fathoms. And it wasn't clear to me w- how this was going to help them capture the monster. But it turns out they're kind of using Joe as a fishing lure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, holy shit. And can you imagine actually being inside this thing? Like, in the bit, like, oh, my, just looking at it, even though it looks like it's obviously fake and everything in this movie, just looking at it, I was like, oh, my gosh, I could not.
0: Oh, really? I don't think, I mean. If I were in the movie and I knew there was a giant monster down there, it might bug me. But just going in one of these in real life, I don't. I don't think it would bother me.
1: Oh God, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. Too small, too small. And and yeah. like uh uh-uh, uh nope.
0: I I don't I don't have that particular issue. <laughs> so he uh, tells him to go four or five knots, slow engine. They're sort of dragging the bathysphere along behind them mm-hmm. as they drive along, and then it's spotted stop no keep going we don't want to lose him and then gorgo grabs the bathysphere and he's telling it to pull up and they (laughs) drop the nets so this turns out to be the plan but they didn't explain it to us they've got nets up top and they've lured him with the bathysphere and then they drop the nets on him and they catch him and they pull him up
1: i love this part because right before they drop the nets gorgo kind of looks over and does this like Cute, like head tilt, like you know when you like whistle at a dog and they do that thing, uh-huh. they like tr- like tilt their head, like hmm. It was so funny. Gorgo <laughs> kind of like looks over and does a like hmm when he sees the people, and then they drop the net, catch him.
0: <laughs> they, they uh they pull him up, and then somebody send a telegram to, I don't remember to who. Then we cut to news reports and scenes of uh London. News reports and scenes in London establishing that it's London, and the news is saying it was released from the ocean by volcanic activity. Or is it an elaborate Irish hoax? The Irish <laughs> government is sending its two top paleontologists to claim it for Ireland if it does exist.
1: If it does exist, because you know Ireland. Yeah. Ireland and their sick jokes.
0: <laughs> uh, the paleontologists arrive and they assure him that he will be compensated by the university of Dublin and they advise him to keep it skin wet. But then is it Sam comes in? So I think Sam then after they leave says Dorkin's circus in London has offered 30,000 against 50% of the gross. So set a course for London. Fuck science. Set a course for London because these two idiots have never seen King Kong. I don't know that exhibiting a giant monster to the general public is a terrible idea.
1: Horrible.
0: And we find out that Panchito, I mean Sean, (laughs) has stowed away. (laughs) Seanito. And he comes out and says to his god, I came to let you back to the sea. To Mm. let you go back to the sea. And Joe catches him. And he asks him, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And he says, to save your silly skins for you.
1: Little knothead.
0: And he, he uh, because he knows this, mm-hmm. his God is going to kill all the unbelievers. <laughs> so he says to post a, Joe wants to post an armed guard and if it moves, shoot it.
1: Start shooting and run like the devil.
0: Yeah. Sam and Joe question Sean, has anyone seen it before? Why should anyone have to see it to know it's there? Which, again, tells me that this is his religion. (laughs) He has faith in Ogre. We all knew Ogre was there in our hearts. We didn't need proof of Ogre's existence. Uh, Yeah, this is where I wrote, Gorga is Sean's god. Water Mm -hmm. is coming off the the water. So they're... It's kind of spraying water over it, running water over it to keep his skin moist, and the water coming off of it is phosphorescent and it's trailing behind them, which turns out to be important later. Somebody s- screams, it's awake, and it kills a guard. I think Joe or Sam says, Kid, I told you to stay below. In London, they're unloading Gorgo, and the Irish paleontologists are pissed.
1: (laughs) Well, it's a literal fucking circus.
0: Yes. And they warn him that it's dangerous, but of course, Carl Dunham, I mean, Joe (laughs) Ryan doesn't listen. And of course, you can study it once it's at the circus. We will kindly allow you to study the thing that we found off the shore of your country that you have every legal right to claim. Once it's in the circus Uh and then there is a real parade. They filmed this apparently at like five in the morning when there weren't too many people on the streets. They have made a life-size version of the monster that just they've drugged it up (laughs) in the story. They've drugged it up in the production. They have made a model, a life-size model that they have strapped to the back of a truck, a flatbed. (laughs) And tied down, and they, uh, but because it's a circus, they put the name Gorgo on it, and I think there's already a billboard at this point. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have a parade through Piccadilly Circus from the dock to pick through Piccadilly Circus and to wherever the circuit, wherever the actual circus is located. And there's a TV guy talking about it and reporting that there's rumors it's killed a number of persons and at this point they tell us that it's it's called gorgo but we don't know why dorkins the circus guy then is having a press conference and tells us that gorgo the name gorgo comes from the gorgon of greek mythology
1: hit me with the truth precious is this real
0: yes but it doesn't it's nothing like this creature the, medusa was a gorgon oh okay uh she was one of the 3 Gorgons, And there's some variation in what a Gorgon is in mythology, but in all the versions, it can turn you to stone. Its gaze can turn you to stone. In Dungeons & Dragons, a Gorgon is a big metal bull, but it can still turn you to stone. And a Medusa is a Medusa. A Medusa is a separate creature, but it can also turn you to stone. A basilisk can also turn you to stone. So why this giant dinosaur is called Gorgo after the Gorgon is not clear, because it doesn't turn you to stone. <laughs> and why they didn't just keep the name Ogre, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Arise, At Gorgo. night, the
0: tranquilized Gorgo is being put into a special enclosure, and he's snoring.
1: <laughs> he's tranquilized. He's sleeping. But then
0: some dumbass <laughs> photographer gets too close and fires off a flashbulb right in his face and wakes him up. And he stomps around and roars. And because it's a circus, there's other animals in cages nearby.
1: Lions and tigers and Gorgo. Oh
0: my. <laughs> the animals are all upset about it and are roaring as well. And then Joe calls for the flamethrowers.
1: <laughs> Good thing we had those at the circus.
0: Um, because they successfully drove him off with torches earlier, they know he's afraid of fire. So they've got flamethrowers standing by. But they didn't explain that. We just have to infer that. He just calls for the flamethrowers. Yeah. And the couple guys step up and drive him back with the flamethrowers, but he tail slaps a guy to death. <laughs> they managed to, still manage to drive him into the pen and close it. Cut to a bunch of ads on billboards and buses for Gorgo. And it's night...
1: Fair and carnival shit. Yes,
0: and it's nighttime and the circus is very busy and Dorkins is out front doing the circus barker thing, step right up, you know, only five pence or whatever the frick it is. 65 feet high, heavier than six elephants, he tells the crowd. Then we cut to the the show. The audience is all gawking and Mm -hmm. laughing and pointing and Sean is not happy about this. These unbelievers are mocking his God and surely... They will all feel his wrath and pay. <laughs> and somebody
1: Yeah, Gorgo's in like, Are you not entertained?
0: <laughs> and somebody at some point has bought Sean a suit. Sam and Sean apparently are living in a circus trailer there on the grounds. Mm-hmm. And Joe goes to the trailer to try to talk to him, but Sam is dissatisfied and upset about Mike getting killed. That's the guy that got tail slapped. I believe we saw him earlier in the film on the yeah. ship. We were supposed to know and care about him, mm-hmm. but they didn't really introduce him that well. We didn't. Joe is yeah. just a callous bastard about it. He's like, yeah, of course I'm upset, but, you know, these things happen and uh, we'll throw some money at his We'll send yeah, his wife yeah, some money. Throw some money at his family. Hopefully they won't sue us into oblivion. <laughs> uh, the professor calls. They found something out, Oh. but they can't, Little they can't twist. just tell him on the phone twist. though. <laughs> they got to go talk to him in person. And then, sh- and they leave Sean behind just laying in bed awake. So apparently they have, Sam at least has now adopted this child and is just taking care of him now. Because uh, this is really is a philo. Sean is just yeah. dragged around. Well, I mean, he stowed away, but yeah, he, He's there because he was there in the beginning and because we need a cute kid, I guess, but also because he is the one worshiper that Gorgo still has left.
1: Yeah, we just need it. We need a cute orphan to really just tie yeah, the story But I together. just do find
0: it weird that no, I mean, I don't know what the laws were like back then, but nobody has called child services. Nobody has informed the <laughs> government that I am now would like. I'm now this child's guardian. I've taken him away from what presumably was his guardian. And he's with me now. Uh, A single man who barely knows him. It's just very, (laughs) it's just very weird. The kind of thing that just wouldn't, wouldn't fly today. But in 1961, apparently it's not a big deal at the university Mm -hmm. of something (laughs) at the university of something I wrote because it's not the university of Dublin because they're in London. Uh, The professor tells them that they have discovered, don't know how, but they have discovered that Gorgo is a baby. <laughs> and then we get dinosaur sketches!
1: Oh. Yay! Sketches!
0: Showing how big the parent will be. So this is the child 50 feet. This is the parent 200 feet tall. Joe's in denial about it. But the professors, like the proper authorities, must be notified. And they say nuts to that. <laughs> at the circus in the at the pen, Sean is watching Gorgo. And the fence is electrified. And Gorgo, you know, touches it and gets shocked. And, and Is this the first time he's tried this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or has he been so. trying it and hasn't learned his lesson? Keeps hoping it'll be turned off the next time. I don't know, but this tells us, the audience, that the fence is electrified. Back in Ireland, McCartan mm-hmm. is looking at his treasure when the mother surfaces and stomps on him.
1: Mommy <laughs> Cut Gorgo! Cut to the paleontologist
0: meeting with Admiral Brooks. He is skeptical and asks, have you seen it? And something about Nara Island? Do so and remember it first appeared at Nara Island. I'm not sure. They're tell- I guess the, the general's going to look into it. And they tell him to, yeah, do that and remember that Nara Island is where it just uh, first appeared. And as we know, the mother has appeared there now. And a sailor reports that there's been no uh-huh. communication with Nara Island for three days. But we're just now getting around to being concerned about it. Uh, So I guess it's now three days later from when the guy just got stomped on. Cut to the (laughs) naval headquarters and a radio guy is transmitting orders to patrol around Nara Island. And we get a bunch of stock footage. Mark that on your bingo card. Aircraft carriers, planes, ships. They've sighted something and the mom surfaces and they fire. And there's more stock footage of, you know loading up guns and shooting them and that kind of stuff. In town, the D-bags mm-hmm, arrive mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. HQ, having been summoned Douche, to you... provide any information they might have. Nara Island has been destroyed. They don't say the village they don't say the village on Nara Island's been destroyed. They say the island has been destroyed. So damn. Damn. There's some very brief map work, so you can mark that on your bingo card too. And it's heading towards England. Uh, why? Maybe. Uh, why is it? Why maybe the stream of water that ran over it, that ran over the baby, left a track.
1: It hanseled and grettled the mommy gorgo.
0: <laughs> yes. Tries uh, to. Oh, and and then so Joe Joe tells them that we were trail running water over it and it might have left a trail, and then passively tries to blame professor Flaherty for this because we we were just following Flaherty's instructions. <laughs> it's totally his fault, but he's going to blame the professor because mm. he told him how to keep the creature alive.
1: Very, very Carl Benham of him.
0: Yes. The Royal Oak, which is a ship reports two direct hits. At least is it? We killed. We don't know. It disappeared. There were depth charges. Certainly it's been killed.
1: He says nothing could survive that.
0: Yes, cut to it not being killed.
1: Except the very pissed off Gorgo Mama.
0: Yes. Uh, she then wrecks the ship.
1: She said, hello motherfucker.
0: And then Sam wants to let the baby loose. Is this the part where Sam's drunk? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> Sam just says, "We no, they're still at the HQ, I think. Sam wants to let it loose and Joe tells us what century we're in. This is the 24th 20- 20th century there must be a way to stop an overgrown animal
1: overgrown animal uh, like that's a bit of an understatement it's 200 yes
0: and then admiral brooks tells them to fuck off <laughs> we'll call you if we need you again the circus is closed trash is blowing around and the, yes here joe arrives to find a drunk sam trying to free gorgo mm-hmm. while sean tries to stop him Not because he doesn't want Gorgo freed, but because Sam will get killed if he does that. Stand back and open the gate remotely, don't (laughs) (laughs) Joe and Sam have a fight and Sam loses because he's drunk.
1: Yeah, he just throws Sam over his shoulder. (laughs) He
0: does. Picks him up and carries him. Presumably carries him and puts him to bed. Yeah. Uh, Carries him back to the the little trailer that he and the kid are living in. A news guy gives us an update on the Navy efforts and there's more stock footage of Navy shit.
1: Bang, 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 bang. Pew, 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 pew,
0: pew. And the footage is of an inconsistent film stock and quality (laughs) as the rest of the film, which is how you can instantly spot that it's stock footage as usual. The Mom rises and cannons and depth charges and there's a submarine and it fires a torpedo.
1: And every I just want to say, this is like sidebar here, everyone on the submarine is smoking, and I'm thinking like...
0: (laughs) I did not notice.
1: I I was like, first of all, we're in a huge fucking panic. Everyone's like smoking a cigarette. Second of all, we're in a submarine. Like, there's nowhere for the smoke to go.
0: Yeah, that does seem like a bad idea, but (laughs) it was 1961, and there were a lot of bad ideas. But I think... That all of this is just stock footage. So this might be actual submarine guys actually
1: smoking. Yeah, maybe so.
0: I don't think they actually built a submarine set yeah. for this movie. Ugh. I think they just took some stock footage and dubbed over appropriate dialogue. But the target is moving towards the estuary too fast. And the submarine nets are no good. And the admiral says that it got through. The admiral says to get me the river patrol. And then there's there's a reporter on the scene. The river patrol dumps a bunch of petrol into the river. Yeah. That's uh that's British for gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> and they light it up with a flare gun to try and scare off the mo- the mother. And there's some like some teenage yeah. mod Teddy Boy type guys standing by the dock watching. And they get lit up. They get caught they on fire. They catch you on fire. <laughs> They're standing. Apparently, the military or the police have not closed off the area, and these uh, looky loos were too close to the water when it burst into flame, and they catch on fire and die. And
1: die, and no one ever—it's like not talked about, or like not like. Nope. It just happens. We just (laughs) have to accept it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But they are—they were counted in the uh, the kill count on uh, Kill Wiki. (laughs) The mama charges through the fire to get to her baby.
1: Where's my baby?
0: The admiral tells us that atomic weapons are right out. Not going to try that. But tanks are okay, so we see tanks rolling out.
1: Destroy shit, destroy shit. (laughs) Chomp, chomp, chomp. Rah, rah, rah.
0: Yeah. Everyone within three miles of the Thames is under a state of emergency if you are without shelter go to the nearest underground which means a subway and stay there we get panic in the streets so mark that on your card Mm -hmm. keep the streets clear for the military and defense personnel the announcements tell us and the army rolls in don't panic i wrote i think the announcer's still telling us not to panic (laughs) keep calm and seeks shelter in basements. <laughs> Downing Street is in communication with other world leaders. The army shoots off flares to see the monster better and commences firing. Then the bang bang does no good as usual. And then mom wrecks Tower Bridge. Yay! So I guess that needs to be a, a, a square on the bingo card is landmark destroyed. Historical landmark destroyed. Mm-hmm. I think, too, don't we see
1: here, um, doesn't she wiggle her ears here?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think I noticed, but probably.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they, you know, they're little, like, fin, like, gill-type ear things. This Uh is, like, the first time that we see her wiggle them, and then later on the baby does it, too, and it's fucking cute. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I wrote dolls fall in water. I don't mean a child's doll. I mean, when she wrecks the bridge, (laughs) a bunch of toy people fall into the water and everyone's very impressed (laughs) by how, by how strong she is. Uh, and then mom's on the land now and there's more panic, more tanks and trucks. There's some of those missiles on some of the trucks and mom and the missiles together wreck Big Ben. Because they're shooting at her and they keep missing her. <laughs> the missiles do as much damage to Big Ben as the mother does. At the circus, the baby is freaking out. Joe and Sam lose track of Sean. Mm. Sean jumps in the back of an army Jeep, and the guy the army guys see that they, you know, he doesn't hide it. They're just like, Come on, kid. <laughs> and and Sam and Joe follow, but they lose sight of him again. Uh, there's more smashing people in the foreground of mom look good. So yeah, they did that effect. Good. Yeah. They, again. they look did really well. good.
1: Yeah. They look great. And then they also, yeah. some people get crushed by a falling building. And uh-huh. I thought that was cool too. That's another like, uh see the people caught on fire, these random people were crushed in a building. I was like, Hell yeah, we're actually seeing uh deaths that are not that are happening from what's going on, but <laughs> not directly from the monster, which is cool and weird.
0: Right. Uh <laughs> Sean is now out of the Jeep and smiles as his god wreaks havoc on the unbelievers.
1: Yeah, I literally wrote Sean, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's why he's smiling, because he's like, yes, it is happening. They, now they will all know the power of my God. Joe pushes through the crowd to get to Sean. Mom would rather walk through a row of houses than take one step to the right and just walk down the street. Because, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's wrecking the buildings by just walking through them when she could move faster. if She just took a, a step to the side. But then we wouldn't get to see all that destruction and mayhem. Yeah. Lots of panic. People are trampled by other people. People trip and the other people trample them as crowds are wont to do. A couple jump out of the window of their building. Holy shit. Joe tries to get Sean I'm sorry. Joe tries to get Sean safely through the crowd and into the underground. Mom smacks through the ceiling of the underground (laughs) and Joe and Sean start running down the actual train tunnel, which starts flooding.
1: Yeah. All of a sudden they're in like knee deep water.
0: Yeah. But they managed to escape. Yeah. And a reporter describes it as worse than the blitz, uh, which is referring to the, the bombing of London during World War II for those younger listeners out there. So there were people alive when this movie was made. Well, some of them are still alive who kind of lived through this, just like the Japanese viewers of a Godzilla movie. There were pr- British viewers watching this who lived through seeing London destroyed, but by German bombs, not a giant yeah. dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> so that was maybe traumatic for them, or at least impactful? hmm Don't know. But yeah, just just in case any of you... Uh, had not made the association in your minds this is worse than the blitz mom wrecks a gorgo sign in piccadilly circus so the big billboard in piccadilly circus she she trashes it ah. army hq gets reports and wants to speak to the minister the i don't i guess the prime minister has the prime minister not been informed yet <laughs> of, of what's going on Or the Minister of Defense or war, Or it just seems like all of the government should have already been informed of what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, More panic, trucks and planes, nothing seems to work. And there's a guy, (laughs) uh, speaking of Watchmen, there is a guy with a sign that says, repent, the end is nigh. And he's yelling, repent, repent. And he gets trampled. Not by the monster, though, right? He gets trampled by the crowd. Yeah. So this guy, I mean, he's screaming and yelling, but also he's got to be thinking, I was right. This is <laughs> what I've been telling you all along. And this is your last chance to repent. And then he gets trampled. The paleontologists arrive at HQ and it's headed for Battersea Park, which is where the baby is.
1: Well, and- That's where the
0: circus is set up. And somebody asks, how much voltage will it take to kill it? And someone else says, two or three million volts. Then the general says, get me Battersea power station. (laughs) Joe and Sean meet up with Sam. Planes shoot Mama, but she keeps coming. The power station switches on full power. Porter tells us that the uh, entire power supply in London is diverted to the power line's around gorgo will it be enough it will not
1: it will not be enough
0: uh but power lines there you go there's another bingo square as they roll power lines into place joe apologizes to sam
1: oh for being i guess you know bag.
0: yeah well and basically you, you you were right i was wrong yeah. this is all my fault <laughs> Not in quite so many words. He's just kind of like, I'm sorry.
1: My bad. My uh, bad.
0: Uh, there's more shooting. The power circuit is complete. Four million volts ready. The mom wrecks a roller coaster and a fence. Mom the gets to the baby. And as oh. they go. Yeah. So she gets the uh, the power. The power lines don't seem to have bothered her much. Yeah. And she gets to the baby. And they turned it. She's like, hey, baby, hey, mom, <laughs> let's go. Hey, they baby, hey leave.
1: mom. She's like, come on, you little noodle, get your ass back in the seat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Like, where have you been? I've been looking all over for you. <laughs> all these little fucking ants kept getting in my way. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm glad I found you. Let's go back to our cave under the ocean that we've been living in for millions of years, apparently. <laughs> The reporter sort of gives a running commentary as they go back into the sea. Then Sean says they're going back now, back to the sea, the end.
1: The end. I couldn't, I was like kind of surprised they were, they lived.
0: Yes, that was a, that was a a change. I don't think we've seen that before, but we will see that because at the end of each Godzilla movie, a Godzilla so far, uh Godzilla has died and King Kong has died and Son of Kong has died and most of these monsters die.
1: Yeah, most of them. There's some like the Blob.
0: Well, the Blob was fro. The Blob was neutralized. Yeah. <laughs> but it probably will thaw out. If it can survive in a meteor through space, it could be thawed out. Uh but it didn't just go about its business at the end of the movie. Yeah. In the future, we will see that, oh, it turns out Godzilla didn't die. Going forward, there will be many times where it looks like maybe he died at the end, but other times he'll just, maybe he killed somebody else and he'll go off at the end. So we'll start to see more monsters surviving at the end. But there's certainly many times when it appears like they died and then... They come back again later. Mm-hmm. So that, ladies and gentlemen, was Gorgo. Gorgo. Honey, what, did what did you think of Gorgo?
1: I mean, I thought it was good. It was a little bit of a sausage fest. I was kind of bummed there was no like <laughs> female leads or anything. But yeah, uh, yeah, I felt like this movie like it wasn't bad or anything, but it was just kind of. One of those movies that's like in the background that you don't have to pay attention to, you know, (laughs) because it doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) Like everybody's going to live like the monsters are going to live in like it's pointless pretty much. But it Uh, was good. I mean, it's not bad. It's just kind of a background movie. I feel like, you know. Yeah. And and it's a sausage fest, which is like, what? Where, Where are my ladies at?
0: Yeah. No women whatsoever. They just don't factor into it at all.
1: Yeah. But except for, I guess, Gorgo's mommy.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was uh, although we name. all just kind of assume, we just assume it's his mother. Yeah. But it could, could be it. his father. Yeah. We don't really know. Ooh, nobody, Daddy Gorgo. Nobody. <laughs> and all of the stuff online refers to it as uh, his mother. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the scientists ever get a good enough look to be able to tell for sure what gender either or what sex either of the creatures are yeah so there you go ladies and gentlemen Gorgo from 1961 uh, that's going to wrap it up for today mostly send us an email at monster go at gmail.com or a voice message at anchor.fm slash mmftg next week we will be looking at conga uh where was conga available
1: it's on oh it's on Paramount plus
0: oh there you go yes yes conga isn't doesn't appear to be currently streaming free anywhere. it is on paramount plus so that is another kettle of fish altogether, but we will <laughs> uh we'll talk about conga next week join us then please until then i have been precious d and
1: i have been honeybee
0: remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements
1: please don't miss you science
0: we will not see you but you will hear us next time on monster movie fun time go yeah you've been listening to monster movie fun time go if you enjoyed the show please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice our theme song is by the Texacado folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchorfm mmftg.